Matthew chapter 7, and I'm going to read from verse 13 onwards. Matthew 7, from verse 13 onwards. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. I've spoken on this topic several times before through the Holy Spirit. Uh, you can go back and listen to those messages. It will help you greatly. Well, this morning, the Spirit of the Lord wants to show a very clear distinction. I wasn't going to speak uh, this morning, but the Spirit of God told me to while Pastor Philippe was speaking, and that's the reason why. I'm giving what the Lord wants to give to His people this morning. It's very important. The distinction between the broad and the narrow road, the distinction between the people who go into the broad road and the people who go into the narrow road must be understood. If we don't understand that, we will be swept away like the generation, the people who were swept away by the flood, Noah's flood. We too will be swept away because Jesus said, before his coming, it will be just like in the days of Noah. What did the people do? They went after the things of the world. They were focused on this world as if they're going to live. Suddenly, death came. Jesus also said this before his return. Will the Son of Man find faith before the return of Jesus Christ when he comes? One of the biggest signs that Jesus Christ has laid out for his disciples concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is the faith that God talks about, the faith that comes from God, the real faith. That faith will be absent in most people who claim to have faith. When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? Will he find faith? I'm simply quoting scripture here. These are the scriptures that the Spirit of God is bringing before us this morning. Will he find faith? What is faith? What is faith? What faith is, is completely given into the hands of God's people because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit deemed it so important. He dedicated an entire book for that, the book of James. Very important. Because God knew Satan would pervert the truth. 
the definition of faith and the substance of faith and the essence of faith and everything about faith is in the book of James. Now, for those people who are honest, just the four Gospels are enough. They're enough. If you know the four Gospels thoroughly, and read it through the lens of the Holy Spirit, we've read the entire Bible. You know why? Because both the Old Testament and the entirety of the New Testament is in the four Gospels. Whatever Jesus said is in the Old Testament. Whatever Jesus said is in the episodes and it, it's in the letters and it's in everything. The rest of the New Testament. There's no contradiction or anything extraordinary or new that Jesus had not spoken which came through anyone else. The Bible is a book full of repetition because it's so important. The miracles are repeated in different ways, different times. The Word of God is repeated different ways, different times. Why? Because the human heart needs repetition. God sent the prophets and He gave the same message again and again and again. Yes, there are many prophecies that are there regarding the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus spoke about that too. So, it is so important for believers to give importance to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus said something, make sure you know what it is and make sure you do it. What God said through Paul and Peter is very important because they didn't speak of their own. Any prophet who is called a true prophet speaks for God. They're the mouth of God. All scriptures God gave, they have come from God. So it's not Apostle Paul's words and Peter's words, even though they spoke, they are the writers, and they wrote and they spoke. It's the Spirit of God speaking through them, writing through them. So it has to be taken very seriously. How much more? God in flesh. God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, He spoke. Whatever the Holy Spirit had, Apostle Paul and Peter and James and John write, how can it ever contradict the words of the Lord Jesus Christ? If you don't understand what Apostle Paul says, forget about it. If you don't understand what Apostle Peter says, forget about it. If you don't understand what Apostle John says, the book of Revelation, forget about it. Do you know what Jesus says? Do you know what Jesus says? If you know what Jesus says, and if you are obedient to his word, he will help you when you read the epistles. They're all just extensions of what Jesus said. To go to heaven, even to take one of the highest places in heaven, the Gospels, Gospels says it all. Jesus Christ has said it all. So for people who take 
the epistles and people who take the words of Apostle Paul and twist it and try to place it about the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. The twisted version because what Apostle Paul says goes hand in hand with what Jesus said. What Apostle Paul, Peter said goes hand in hand with what Jesus said. What Apostle John said goes hand in hand with what Jesus said. What the prophet said goes hand in hand with what Jesus said. Nothing different. The law, the Old Testament law is called the law of Moses. Moses was a prophet of God. It is called the law of Moses because it was given through Moses. But is it man's law? No, it's God's law. Moses was an anointed servant of God. When he spoke, God spoke through him. He was the mouth of God. He was the prophet of God. When Jesus spoke, he spoke what God spoke. He said, I always see what the Father does and I do that. I speak only what the, I hear what the Father speaks. How much more? The Gospels are important. Very important. Having this in mind, now I want you to read Matthew chapter 7. Very important. Two roads, two destinations, two groups of people. Always there's a difference. Always there's a distinction. Always there's a classification. Always. Remember that. Always. Always. When you look at the scriptures, the scriptures will always show the difference between the wise and the foolish, the evil and the good. Those are of the night, those are of the day. Those who follow Christ, those who follow the devil. Those who go to heaven and those who go to hell. The Bible gives a very detailed description. Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, has given a very detailed description of hell. Because he does not want people to go there. So he says this. I want you to read this now. God, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He says this in his word. Enter by the narrow gate. Go through this. That's what he says. Go through this gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way. Which gate is Jesus saying go through? He's saying go through this gate, which is the narrow gate. Because the broad way is so broad and the end is destruction. Many people go through that. They see, hey, he does it, she does it, they do it. Why can't I? Many people will go through that. When Jesus says this, that's not the way. This is the way. And go through this way. Isn't it similar to what God the Father said in the Old Testament? You have blessings and you have curses. Do this so that you can live. Do this so that you can be blessed. Do this so that you can inherit everything that I have for you. What a good God we have. He's showing how to live and how not to live. He urges us to live and not die. 
He urges us to choose the right way and not the wrong way. That's a good parent. If someone says, well, I'm going to tell you what is good and what is not good, and you make the choice. That's a bad parent, very bad parent. I'm not going to tell my child what to choose. Let the child choose for himself. You are failing miserably in your job, not doing your job as a parent. The job of a parent is to train their children in the way that he or she should go. That means the person who trains should be a fit person. They should know the job. They should be doing the job. You can be a trainer if you don't know what it is and you're not doing it yourself. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Jesus Christ, the perfect God-man, on the face of the earth, he was able to tell his people, enter into this path. Don't go there because that is death. And many go and many die. Don't go. And he says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. How many will find it? Few. Very few. Those who claim to know the way, they all go into the path of destruction. Because it's easy, easy Christianity. The Bible says such people would have been better if they never knew the way of salvation. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Only a few find it. Finding is one thing. Entering is a whole other thing. Staying in it and making it to the destination is a whole other thing. It's not for the careless. It's not for the unfaithful. It's for those who have the character to pursue life. Those who stay on that path definitely show to God by their choice that they want to live, that they don't want death, that they don't want to be destroyed. All those who listened to Noah's message and who entered into the ark were saved. The rest were destroyed. Eight people. Eight people only. Now, between the broad and the narrow road, those who are going to be in that narrow road, those who are going to be in the broad road, there's a clear distinction Jesus Christ shows here. Who are the ones who will be in the narrow road? Not only find it, but who will be in it. Who are the ones who are going to be in the broad road? I'll go to verse 15 onwards and read. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Now, the fruits that you see in a person is going to really show you which road 
they are in, who they belong to. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Who be in the Broadway? Who be in the path of destruction? Who? You can see all the bad fruit will be there. All the trees that are bearing bad fruit. The root is bad. The tree is bad. The fruit is bad. Death in short. Those who eat the fruit of death will be in the path of destruction. What are they choosing? They are presumptuously lifting their hands up to the forbidden fruit. And they say, even though I know I will die, I will do it anyway. Let me see if I die. Well, that's such a foolish move. Because how can you say, let me see if I die once you die? That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They died. The soul that sinneth dies. They died. They died. Along with them, their generation died. God is speaking to our hearts today. Oh, the fruit will show. Your fruit will show which road you're in. Your fruit will show. The fruit of your lips is the words that come out of your mouth will show which road you are in. Your attitude will show which road you are in. That's the fruit that comes from your mind, your thoughts. Your actions will show which road you are in. That's the fruit of your hands. Your behavior will show which road you are in. That's the fruit that comes from your heart. Oh. How can one say, God, I didn't know which road I was in. One's own heart will condemn. The fruit will show. The fruit will show. This is where Satan comes and he says, Oh, don't talk about fruit. That works. Really. Really. Fruit is a byproduct. of the tree the branch that remains in the vine the tree whose roots have gone deep it's a byproduct if the tree is good it will bear good fruit if the tree is bad the fruit will be bad Jesus said it in a very concise and emphatic way you want to know who's going to heaven and who's going to hell? If you see the person, you'll know. If someone comes and says, Ah, oh, you're not God. You can't judge a person. and You don't know who will go to heaven. You don't know who will go to hell. And only God knows their heart and only God sees their heart. Well, they're liars speaking for Satan. Because Jesus said, You see the fruit? You know. We're sure they're in.
When you see the fruits, you know which road they're in. It's not your job there to stand and say, well, look at my fruit and see how my fruit is and, and, uh, you know, I'm on the narrow road and look at you and, and try to be like the Pharisee who went and stood in the temple and, and looked at God and said, oh, look at me. No. Every believer has a long way to go. It's so important to look at Matthew 7 and work on taking the plank out of your own eye. Very important. Self-righteous spirit, self-righteousness will take a person to the depths of hell. It's a very wicked spirit. Self-righteousness is a very wicked spirit. It's a haughty, devious spirit which will take a person to the depths of hell. Understand that. Stay far away from it. Self-righteousness equals spiritual pride. Spiritual pride will take a person to the depths of hell. These are the traits of Lucifer. It's not the fruit of the Spirit. Understand this. Self-righteous spirit is not from the Holy Spirit. It's from Satan. Spirit of pride is not from the Holy Spirit. It's from Satan. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. This is a fact. There's not a very good tree may bear good fruit and it might, no. It will. That's how it is. Bad tree bears bad fruit, period. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. It's a very deep sentence. May the Spirit of the Lord speak to your heart this morning if the seed of Christ is inside of you it has to produce good fruit if the seed of Christ is inside of you and it's nurtured and you don't abort that it will grow into the image of Jesus Christ Christ will be formed inside of you now you have the choice to grow it or kill it you can do everything you need to do in order to grow the nature of Christ inside of you or you can destroy it. But if you have the seed of Jesus Christ inside of you, it is bound to bear only good fruit. This is where I have a big problem with many people who try to say that, oh, it's so hard. Christian life is so hard. I have to try and I have to... Who's inside of you? Jesus or Satan? What nature is inside of you? The nature of Christ or sin nature? What are you feeding? Which nature are you feeding? What nature is living inside of you? Whose nature? The nature of Christ or some demonic nature? What are you allowing inside of you? It's a shameful thing to say that it's hard, it's so hard. If you have the seed of Christ inside of you, it's it goes hand in hand. What Jesus said here and what Apostle John said through the Spirit of God is the same. One and the same. If the Spirit of God is inside of you, if the nature of Jesus Christ is inside of you, if the seed of Christ is inside of you, and if you do your job of watering that seed, if you're doing what you should be doing, what needs to grow will automatically grow. 
if sunlight is been if sunlight has been given to that seed water has been given and nourishment has been given it will grow it's when you deprive and that plant of water if you deprive the plant of sunlight if you deprive the plant of nourishment it's over and if you give room to disease it's over if you become a sloppy gardener let your garden full of weeds take over the entire garden is weeds take over it's over jesus said this so beautifully in the parable of the sower and the seed what happens what happens what happens to the seed that is so potent that seed has the capacity to give hundredfold what happened to that seed 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 what kind of a ground are you what kinds of excuses do you give are you proactive in your spiritual growth or from time to time you just kill that which needs to be grown you contribute to the life of Christ that needs to grow inside of you or you contribute to the depth of your own soul god is speaking to our hearts at this hour every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire why it's so hard lord so hard to produce good fruit what's inside of you that's the first question good seed or bad seed what's inside of you Jesus Christ or demons what's inside of you you have the word of god or you have the words of satan what's inside of you what are you fostering what have you opened the door to is the holy spirit there is the demonic spirit there what's inside of you oh lord it's so hard lord how can it be hard if you have the seed of christ inside of you what are you doing are you choking the seed with toxic substance and then you're crying that you're suffocating what are you doing i have such a hard ground full of rocks that you don't want to dig and get rid of those rocks and you magically expect the tree to grow and you cry oh it's so hard lord get rid of that pride get rid of that pride but about all those stones whatever is causing you to hinder get rid of those hindrances don't give excuses a good tree will not bear bad fruit and a bad tree will not bear good fruit fruit bearing is expected and if Christ is inside of you and you do the job of receiving the sunlight and taking in the water you will produce fruit that is expected because that is 
normal. Anything else is abnormal. A good tree will not produce bad fruit. That's abnormal. It doesn't happen. It's like all of a sudden a human being is giving birth to a tiger or a lion or a monkey or a pig. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. So how do we expect a believer who calls themselves to be a believer, who say that they have the seed of Christ inside of them, consistently produce the works of the flesh? How do you expect that? What do you call that? What is dominating their lives? What do you see from the actions? What do you see from your own actions? God is speaking at this hour. Jesus says, produce the fruit unto repentance. Otherwise, what happens? If the tree doesn't bear fruit, good fruit, it's cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, with your fruits, you will know them. Oh, we can know them. Only God knows their heart. Who's lying, you or Jesus? How dare people go right against, go straight against the words of the Lord Jesus Christ? Which spirit is that? Which spirit is that that makes majority of the Christians say that? You can't judge me. God knows my heart. You can't tell me whether what I'm doing is right or wrong. Only God knows that. You can know them by their fruits. A thief is a thief when he steals. A murderer is a murderer when he kills. A rapist is a rapist if he rapes. You know them by their fruits. What you do, you'll be called by that. That's exactly how God sees you and that's exactly how God calls you. At that point you can't say, Oh, I'm a son of the king, I'm a daughter of the king. No, no, oh no, no, no. God will say you're a son of the devil you're the daughter of the devil that's what God will say he'll look at you and he'll say I know you by your fruit who is inside of you what seed is inside of you this is where every single person who calls himself or herself a believer should know themselves by looking at their own fruit knowing for a fact whether they belong to Jesus Christ or belong to Lucifer. Whether they are in the broad way or whether they are in the narrow way. Very important. Who you belong to and where. Your address is you need to know. Where's your address? Narrow way or the broad way? Who is your father? Is he the father of truth or the father of lies? God is speaking at his hour. Never deceive yourself. Never let anyone deceive you. When you're sinning, let no one come and say, Oh, you're too hard on yourself. That's Satan. The Spirit of God is the Spirit who will come and convict you of your sins. He will not comfort you in your sins. God is speaking at this hour. Well, 
God understands. Don't worry about it. If you can't do it, that's okay. Everybody struggles. Let's go to the next section that Jesus talks about. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How can people listen to deception? How come people are drinking lies as water? Because they love darkness more than light. They are in the broad way. It is so clear in the scriptures, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ that came from his own mouth. What you do, what you say, how you are, how you behave, matters the most. What Jesus did, Jesus did. What you do, you must do. Thank God for what Jesus did. I'll make sure that you make use of every bit of his grace and you do what you're supposed to do. If you don't do, if you don't do the will of the Father, which means Monday through Saturday, Monday through Saturday, because Sunday everybody acts holy. You don't do the will of the Father. Understand. Jesus will look at you and say, I don't know you. If you don't do the will of the Father, Monday through Saturday, including Sunday, because most of the people somehow become holy on Sunday. God will look at you and he say, you are a worker of iniquity. You didn't do my will. Why is that? Why is that, Lord? Why should I do your will? Who will ask that question? Lucifer. Because if the seed of Christ is in you, just like how Jesus did the will of the Father, you too will do the will of the Father. It is an automatic thing that will happen inside of you. Those who are walking with God are truly in love with God. Not those who just say, oh, I love Jesus. He is the lover of my soul. If we truly love him, we will do whatever he tells us to do. If we truly love him, then we will be in the narrow path where Jesus is. If we truly love him, then he will know us by our works, by our fruit. What is really going to determine your destiny is what you do with what he has given. Yes, Jesus died on the cross. And he purchased heaven for you with his blood. He made you a citizen of heaven positionally. It's for every single person Jesus died for. He died for the whole world. He died for all those who are in hell right now. 
Positionally, it has been accomplished. But practically, when will it be accomplished? When you work for it. Understand that. Which is, you repent for your sins. That is the fruit of your faith. When you produce the fruit of repentance, which is showing by your actions that you have Jesus Christ inside of you. Again, you're not producing anything that's not inside of you. If he is inside of you, and if you are someone who is having that seed, and you are being the good ground where you're receiving the sunlight, and you are taking the water and all the nutrients, then you are going to bear fruit. That's the whole concept that the Spirit of God is emphasizing this morning. God is not telling you, well, you somehow manufacture your own seed and you somehow manufacture your own fruit and if I don't see good fruit, then you go to hell. No. That's self-righteousness at that point. Trying to do your own thing. God is given us everything that we need for this world and in the world to come. He has given it already through Christ Jesus. Now, with that seed, your ground has to be a ground that is free of weeds. Your ground has to be a ground that is free of rocks. That's your job. Make sure your ground is tilled. Make sure you don't put anything over your head and cover yourself from the sunlight. Make sure you're in the presence of God where you receive the water. The Word of God. This this anointing of God that comes to deliver, to heal, to breathe life. Make sure you're there. Make sure you make use of it, not just sit and go. Like a rock. Where the water goes, it just goes over it. Where the root is not able to penetrate through it. That's your job. He has given the seed of Christ, which is all powerful force, life force that dominates Satan, dominates sin, dominates the flesh, dominates everything. It gives the power to do the will of God. It gives us the power to know the will of God and to do the will of God. Monday through Saturday and then Sunday. If you don't do the will of God, if you live for yourself, the Bible says, she who lives in pleasure is dead while she's alive. I'm simply stating scripture here. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. How do you know whether you're in the narrow way or in the broad way? By your fruits. How do you know if you die today you're going to be in heaven? If you've done the will of God, again, it's a fruit. You have to be bearing fruit. You must bear fruit every day. Every day, make sure you do the will of God. Jesus did the will of the Father every single day. 
Jesus did the will of the Father every single day. Do you have his seed inside of you? You should. If your seed is inside of you, are you growing it or are you killing it? It's very important. Very important. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Underline the doing part there again. Why? Why is that? Oh, because that's the real Son of God. Didn't the Spirit of the Lord record in this word? Only those who walk in the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Only the children of God are going to be in heaven where God is. That's their home. Not those who say that God knows my heart. Heaven is not for those who say I know God. No. No. It's not for everyone who says to even God, Lord, Lord. Because those are the people so used to deceiving people on this side of eternity. They deceive themselves and they go stand before God and try to call Him, Lord, Lord, we did this and we do because they lied to themselves, lied to everyone and lied to God on this side of eternity. It just comes just like that, even standing before God. Go and lie over there in front of Him. Very dangerous. And what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day. How many? Many. Lots and lots and lots of Christians will come and stand there and they will say, Lord, 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 we went to church. Lord, we went to Alberta. My Lord, may it never be. No way. Lord, 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 we did this and we did that and we did this and we did that. We did this, we did that. That's their claim. God never said that. Well, you did that before and now you're not doing... No, no, no. That's their claim. That's what they claimed. What is the answer that God is giving? God says, Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This is what you have been doing. You claim to have done those things, but you know what you're actually doing? Lawlessness. Lawbreaker. Lawbreaker. If someone says, oh, God is not concerned about obedience and you don't have to keep this law. Oh, no lawbreaker is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. God help us. To understand the seriousness of not only finding the narrow way, but making sure that we enter in and we stay. It's such a 
glorious way, victorious way, a way of freedom, a way of joy, a way of peace, a way of experiencing God's love and sharing God's love. Few find it. You know why? It's a very special road. And it's a road that only the sincere can find and enter in. That's why. Only those who sincerely seek and those who seek Him with all their hearts, only the sincere seekers will find that way. Why? Because, you know, when a this, you try to put the flower through the sieve and you sift it, fine flower will come through. All the lumps will stay on top and they get discarded. And what you really must eat will be sorted out. God is speaking at this hour. Treasure, priceless treasure, is something that will not be available outside for everybody to see. Yet, God in His mercy has people like Noah, like John the Baptist. They keep shouting, the treasure is here, 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 night and day they shout, the treasure is here, or the way of escape is here, the way of escape is here. Guess what? All those who choose the broad way will not find it, you know why? Because even though they hear that the treasure is there, they don't care. They don't want the treasure. Those who really want the treasure will leave the broad way and will look for the treasure and will find the treasure and will enter into that treasure and will inherit that treasure. Only if you find it. Isn't that a sad thing? Isn't that a sad thing? People choose destruction. Many come and stand before him and say, Lord, Lord, we did this and we did that in your name. Why did he even have to do that? That's why the Spirit of God says, it's better for these people if they would have never known the way of righteousness. What a shame. They've been doing lawlessness in the name of Christ. That's the worst thing one can do. And you think that just like they got away on earth, they can get away with their lawlessness and get into heaven. does not work that way. Just these few verses should shake every single believer from their sleep if they want to inherit eternal life. They should look for the truth. And if they look for truth, they will find it. I want to finish with this as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Let's go. 
furthermore, what Jesus says here. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, all these things I'm talking about, the broad way, the narrow way, the good fruit, the bad fruit, and this is how you know who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. This is how you know who I'm going to let in and who I'm not going to let in. Jesus says this. You hear all these things? If you hear all these things, then wise up. And do the will of the Father, he says. That person is going to be like the house that is on the rock. All kinds of things happen to them. The floods came, the winds came, and Satan tried every way possible to pull them out of that narrow way. But you know what? They never fell away from that way because, oh, they did the will of the Father. These are the people who hear His word and they do it. Oh, they stay by the river of God and they drink in that water. They stay by the river of God and they take in that sunlight. And they produce their fruit in a timely manner. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, all these things I'm talking about, the, the broad way, the narrow way, the good fruit, the bad fruit, and who will bear and who will not, and what will happen if they don't bear, who will enter in and who will not, and who I will let in and who I will not. After hearing all these things, and he does not do, what are you supposed to do? That person will be like a fool. Because when the time of testing comes, he's not going to last. He's going to be that person who will stand outside heaven's gates and say, Oh Lord, let me in. Lord, let me in. Lord, let me in. Just like those who cried until their voices drowned in that flood during the time of Noah. May God speak to our hearts this hour. And may Matthew chapter 7 stay with you for the rest of your life. Woe to all those who comfort the backslidden in this sin. Woe to all those who comfort those who are in the broad way, claiming to be in the narrow way. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Always know. Anyone would come and tell you while you're in sin that you're doing a good job. Know that they're not your friend. They're enemy. Know that they're not from God, that they are a mouthpiece of Satan himself. God speak to our hearts at this hour. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And those who value the treasure and lay hold of the treasure. 
to them the seed of Christ that has been given will take shape and form become a mighty tree will bear much fruit will be a blessing to many their lives will have that purpose and meaning and they will fulfill the will of God that God has for their lives and in Christ they will inherit all things now and forever shall we close eyes and look to the Lord Father I thank you Lord for this morning hour I thank you for the word that you have spoken to your people I thank you Father for the spirit of truth who is present in our midst this morning I thank you Holy Spirit for the wages of righteousness that you give to all those who are righteous in Christ Jesus having received the garment of righteousness thank you for giving us the privilege Lord to become like Jesus and to live like Jesus to walk like Jesus to talk like Jesus to think like Jesus to live a life of power just like Jesus and to suffer like Jesus and to reign with Jesus thank you Father thank you for this royal life of faith thank you for this royal life that you've given to us where the Son of God reigns in our bodies we can live just like him because of his seed in us thank you Lord for the power of Jesus Christ that is working in us so I pray let no one quench the spirit let no one work against the seed of Christ that Christ has put inside of them let no one destroy the work that God is building in them let no one contribute to their own spiritual defeat let no one contribute their own spiritual death but let every single one here Father be proactive in the growth of their own souls may each and every one contribute towards the growth of their souls that they may live Lord bearing much fruit for you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit let your life that you have placed instead of them cause them Spirit of the living God to radiate that fragrance of Jesus Christ the sweetness that comes from Jesus Christ the power that comes from the Holy Spirit the love that comes from God the Father oh Holy Spirit do a deeper work do a deeper work do a deeper work Father may each and every single one may know what you've given to them and to make full use of it 
with this blessing I bless your people with. As a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this morning. That they may be, that they may be proactive in the growth of their souls. That they may do the will of the Father. That they may destroy the works of the flesh. But letting Christ live through them. That they may work against pride. That they may work towards humility. That they may put on the garment of humility. Never take it off. The body of fruits may they show that they belong to you, that they are in the narrow way. With this blessing, I bless them with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.